0: to The Search Bar. My name is Adrian. I'm Jacob. And today we're going to talk about our favorite SEO tools, Yeah. which is always a fun one uh, because there's a lot out there and sometimes it can be hard to tell which ones to use and when to use them Mm because they all do something slightly different. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're going to talk about our favorite ones. Um, But first, I think Jacob has some new stuff to talk about.
1: Yeah, there was an article in Search Engine Journal actually... Uh, posted just this morning, talking about how Google officially um, announced that they do not use rel previous, rel next uh, as an indexing signal anymore. Oh, um, and they actually stopped using it several years ago. Oh. but didn't tell publishers about it until just recently. Um, if you if if you're not familiar with what I'm referring to here. Um, this is where if you have several different pages of content, let's say you have 50 products all under one category, uh, you can obviously put them through pagination. So if someone clicks onto page two, page three, page four, the rel previous rel next signal allows Google to understand that these are all part of a larger list. Um, and, uh, people had been using this apparently quite heavily for the last several years And were upset when Google said, oh, by the way, we stopped using this as a signal um, for indexing a couple of years ago. Um, Obviously, we're not doing a lot of crazy testing on websites every day, so it's not so much of an issue for us. But I think it all just points back to the fact that you should always be doing what's best for your customers. Do not rely on some magic pill from either a thing you read online or from Google themselves to determine what you should be doing in terms of optimization, proper indexing of your pages, that sort of thing. Um, and that, that's kind of all I really took away from it. I'm not that mm-hmm. surprised that something went sure. that long without being officially um, either given a thumbs up or a thumb, thumbs down because Google is very secretive with how mm-hmm. they how they um, index pages of your website. but now you know if you happen to be trying to lean in real heavily to rel previous rel next
0: i mean so. we could honestly say like we're surprised that google even said anything at all absolutely <laughs> yeah so.
1: absolutely got the big issue is that they had some people um on the web spam team i think had been mentioning that that they use this when, in fact, they hadn't been using it for years. So there was a bit of a disconnect of were they lying to us or did somebody high up not realize that this isn't the thing anymore? Mm. So a little strange. But anyway. Interesting. Third-party analysis tools. Yeah, Um, yeah,
0: let's get into this. But
1: before we do, let's put a big asterisk at the top (laughs) of everything. You should always take data from any tool with a grain of salt. Um, We regularly mention this to clients that we work with because, um, especially if we're, as we're talking about this from an SEO perspective, many of these tools are only looking at raw data of what your site has on it and how the pages are interacting with each other. It's not taking into account the context of the page, the content you might've put on the page, unless it is a content scanner tool, um, reasons you might not include it in your site map or you might block something in your robots file So you should always be a little bit skeptical about the information that you get. Not that it's wrong information. It just doesn't have all the necessary context that only a human could be able to provide.
0: Absolutely. And there's also the same problem with these tools that like statistics has, where they can't access the same amount of information that Google can. They just don't have the power to be able to do that. And so they draw on a sample... And depending on what they draw on the sample, it may not be representative of what's actually happening on yeah, your site. Which so, is,
1: at the end of the day, why Google Analytics and Google Search Console are such important tools to be using yes. in addition to tools like this. Yeah,
0: if you see something weird on one tool, but like four other tools are saying something else, then you could probably surmise that this one tool you're looking at is not representing your your data the way that it's being presented. In absolutely,
1: <clears throat> absolutely. Okay, so first one and probably the most robust one that we use is Ahrefs, or Ahrefs, depending on how you pronounce it. <laughs> I say uh, I say Ahrefs personally. Um, Ahrefs uh, is spelled a h r e f s dot com. Uh, there are some free versions. I believe we use a paid version, mm-hmm. which allows us a little bit more of a deep dive into data but it's a great way to look at the content of your website to see uh, which particular pages are performing best, uh, backlinks that you had in the past and have now, and uh, the same sort of data from your competitors. So let's take a little bit of a deep dive into those three particular sections. So content, when I'm referring to that, um, Ahrefs allows you to see which uh, pages on your site are considered the top organic landing pages based on the the content that you have there so from there you can make assumptions that the information on that page is really relevant to the customers that you're trying to reach Uh, it could also be very popular on social media if people are sharing links to those particular pages because the content is so relevant as well it allows you to also find gaps in particular content uh, where Your competitors might be really uh, hitting the nail right on the head, but you're not. And so it's a pretty uh, useful tool to see, in terms of search engine results placement, how the pages of your website are performing content-wise.
0: Yeah, and along the same lines... Oh, just kidding. We're talking about that later. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, I'll just talk about it now. I was going to mention the the keyword abilities that it's got. Um, You can... You know look at the general monthly volume of those keywords of the you know get you some ideas of content you want to produce because you want to go after some of that volume mm-hmm. um, the positioning of particular keywords uh, and URLs that are tied to those keywords and like one of my favorite things is I can type in a keyword I was doing this the other day while I was writing a blog about a drafts actually because we love it so much um, I typed in a keyword and it gave me like the top position and what their title tag and meta description looked like yeah. and obviously, I don't want to copy it, but it gives me a good idea of what company is ranking there and what they're doing and I'm like, okay, this is you know kind of give you a, a the competitive landscape for yeah. that keyword yeah Um, just at a glance so that's that's always really
1: nice yeah as far as keywords are concerned it it can be hard to connect what you want a page's keywords or important keywords to be and what keywords you hope to rank for and what search engines are discerning from the information that you have on the page Mm -hmm. so looking at that keyword section you can see okay I'm you know I'm within the top 15 positions on Mm -hmm. average for men's dress shirts and Search engines are correlating that keyword to this particular category page on my site, which is correct so I know I'm on the right path um, so it just gives you a little bit of a better idea of, of how these search engine robots are crawling your website and, and the connections that they're making
0: and you know recently in this keyword section they just added um, YouTube data oh nice as well like in January very cool of 2019 in case you're listening in the future yeah um, <laughs> but it's really really cool because you know i think we've said this before youtube is the second largest search engine Mm -hmm. that's out there and owned by google and i really like this data because it gives you another way to think about your content because then you can make a how-to video or like an interview style video or something like that based on that keywords youtube data
1: absolutely really cool stuff absolutely why don't you talk to, talk to us about links Yeah, so
0: that's that's one of the, I think, the best uses of Ahrefs is looking at all the, the link capabilities that it's got. Um, so definitely, you know, looking at all the new lost and broken backlinks. So new people who are linking to you, you can check if they are relevant and, um, you know, who should be linking to you. Um, any lost links, so maybe... A website that was linking to you recently closed, um, and you want to figure out why so you can see what's going on there. And then any broken backlinks, which is so important. Um, If somebody maybe typoed when they were typing in the link to your site, or or, uh, they were linking to a page that's now gone, you definitely want to capture those backlinks again Mm -hmm. um, so you can get that link juice.
1: I especially like to use it for looking at competitor backlinks if I'm working with a client and they say, I want a stronger linking profile, but it's not an industry that is uh, intuitive for me. And so I wouldn't know where to start if I can take a look at their competitors' backlinks. I can get a little bit of a better idea of what sort of bloggers they might be working with, what sort of forums they might be trying to partner with, these sorts of things just to get on the right track. So,
0: yeah. Uh, Something that's kind of not really thought about but is really important is interlinking Mm -hmm. on your site. So Ahrefs also looks at that um, to see what pages are passing link juice between them and how early the spiders are reaching them and things like that. So, Mm -hmm. um, and also your outgoing links, make sure your outgoing links are not broken because that'll be a bad experience for your users, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah, so definitely a really robust tool um a a good one that we look at first and foremost when we don't have access to google analytics data or you know anything that's coming straight from the source just to get a better idea of what kind of content and what sort of backlink profile a website has Mm. next big one that we love to use is called screaming frog Mm. screaming frog is a really good tool for getting a simple segmented and objective review of your website this Um, tool is used to just purely look at what data is on a particular page when it comes to URL structure, title tags, header tags, etc. And it allows you to segment it completely. So if you only want to look at pages with duplicate meta descriptions, you only look at those pages. Or you only want to look at pages that have really long title tags, you only look at that section. and You can export all that data Start making strategic decisions on what to update, what to change, etc. Um, it is free for the first 500 URLs that you scan. Then you have to pay for it. You have to pay for everything in this <laughs> life. But we really like to use it. Uh, I do anyway in terms of scaling bulk changes. Yeah. If I get a client that I'm working with that says. Um, you know, none of our pages are ranking because all of our, uh, all of our title tags are uh, duplicated. Then I can quickly use Screaming Frog to determine, is that true? Or if it's not, what percentage of their overall uh, uh, sitemap does feature duplicated title tags? So I can see, okay, well, it's 2,000 pages. That is a lot. I need to sort of scale how long this is going to take me. What can I do in the short term? What do I need to do in the long term to to make this easier for them?
0: E-commerce websites are enormous. So being able to segment like that is such a huge time saver for us when we're working with multiple clients. It's it's just so great. Um, One of the things that I like to do, you can get really granular with it and just put in one URL. Mm -hmm. Um, So for example, I wanted to see where this one URL was linking out to. Um, So I just slapped that in there, and it gave me all the links it was linking out to, and it was just copy-paste and go from there. It was so fast.
1: One thing that's pretty cool is that you can change how you scan a website by Mm -hmm. either a list of URLs, as you're saying, same sort of thing, um, everything under the sun by putting in the home page, or the way that I like to do it, uh, inserting a sitemap XML file. The reason why that's great is because the sitemap is just the Pure page data that you're sending to Google. Mm-hmm. These are the important elements that I want you to look at, uh, and 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 I want you to catalog them as such. So if we're coming at it from an SEO perspective, that's really beneficial to change the mode that you're using so that you're not looking at pages that are uh, not of any importance to SEO performance, such as you know automated checkout pages and these sorts of things that right. do get scanned, but you obviously need to place some prioritization on top of that. So, um, And also, using that sitemap format, if you were to make a change to, let's say, 500 title tags one uh, one afternoon, if you go and, and get a refreshed sitemap, plug it into this tool, those changes are instantaneous and up to the minute. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to wait on Google to scan through them to make sure that you did it correctly. You can now see that you have 500 fewer Uh, duplicate tags or whatever the case might be. Mm -hmm. So Screaming Frog definitely a good download.
0: Yeah definitely download that one. Uh, The next one which is I think a really useful one is called SpyFu S-P-Y-F-U and this is really a great competitive research tool. I think they give you like 10 or 15 free a a month or something like that. Yeah
1: 10 or 15 free scans. Um,
0: And then you just you can either put in your URL or your competitor's URL, and it'll give you some really excellent information, uh, like your keywords and, or, you know, what what competitors it thinks um, are competing with you in this space based on the data it has Mm -hmm. things like that. It's pretty awesome.
1: So that's a good one to use if you don't have a really good grasp of who your competitors are, or you think you might be targeting the wrong kind of customer, because there are obviously... Um, websites that are similar, but not quite the same. Like I work with a, a client that sells um, striped overalls that are really popular with sports fans. But I would argue that a larger fan apparel website that sells hats and jerseys and this sort of thing is not their competitor, sure. right? Because it's not on the same wavelength. So using a tool like SpyFu, it it made it pretty obvious to me that we needed to take a different approach to their optimization because search engines were trying to associate them with these larger fan apparel websites, Mm -hmm. which was just not the case. Mm -hmm. And it also confirms that, you know, your direct competitor is not a huge big box retailer. It gives you a more granular approach as to who you should be uh, trying to keep an eye on, what sort of keywords you have in common uh, so if you have several of them in common, you're probably on the right track for the kind of customers you're trying to reach or maybe you need to think of some more unique ones. It also, similar to Ahrefs, has uh, keyword ranking data and it ties it to a particular category or product or whatever landing page you have so that you can get a better idea of what this, the, the system already associates you with. Mm-hmm. So,
0: Yeah, you may compete with the big box folks. But it doesn't mean they're a competitor. Sure. If that makes sense.
1: You're competing with everybody. Yeah, yeah
0: sure. Yeah. The <laughs> whole internet, which is why we have jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, the next one that you have written down, I'm not super familiar with. So I'm going to let you talk about sure. it. Sure. <laughs> uh,
1: so we talked, you know, now we've talked a little bit about like backlink structure, uh, general uh, site structure and content there, competitors that you're dealing with. The next two are focused uh, more heavily on the content of your website, and there's two particular tools. One of them is called Sightliner, and the other one is called Copyscape. I believe they are owned and operated by the same company. But uh, they look at content from an internal and external uh, viewpoint. So Sightliner looks at things internally. Uh, it You put in your website, it's going to review your site entirely to see what percentage of the content on your site is duplicated from page to page to page. Um, and it also looks at if you have internal broken, link, broken links similar to Ahrefs. But this is really useful if you sell a lot of um, basically the same thing, but there are slight variations perhaps in sizing or color or that type of thing and you think, oh, I'm just gonna you know, wash my hands of this and use the same product description information from page to page, it will break down percentage-wise how much of that you have duplicated. Um, so, you know, uh, A, you're not providing unique content to searchers if they see the same description on every page and search engines are looking at that same information as well, um, but B, it also lets you know if uh, maybe there's an opportunity to uh, sort of reposition your content to try and target um, uh, particular keywords. I say this because Sitelander gets a little too granular. Uh, if you have product names that are, are uh, duplicates of one another or even menus on, your, on, your, um, on your, your website, it will look at those and tell you if your menus are duplicate. So maybe you have two subcategory menus where it makes sense to say that they are both curtains, maybe one's a shower curtain and one's a bedroom curtain, Um, and then it will say, oh, these are duplicate, but you're looking at it from a user experience and Mm -hmm. saying, I don't wanna say shower curtain, bedroom curtain, I just wanna have them click on the button. So you don't need to take it as far as that, but it could be an opportunity to think about other keywords you might use to be a little bit more descriptive for some of the menu and structure of your website. Mm -hmm. So. Sightliner, internal. Uh, Copyscape is external. It is a tool that uses um, data from around the internet, mostly looking at on-page content in the form of category descriptions, product descriptions, that type of thing, to find out if there are any duplicates of your information on the internet. Which Um, happens. It does happen. So this is really great if you sell something that is unique, uh, but a lot of other people out there are trying to sell it. Uh, you can check to see if they are duplicating your descriptions. Um, and it also helps drive home the point that if you are reselling someone else's goods, you shouldn't duplicate their content as well. Yeah. So we use it a lot um, to try and make sure that resellers understand, I, you know, I get it. There are only so many ways for you to describe this industrial part. But Google is looking at the content you have on your site the content that this other competitor has and the content that the manufacturer has and they're seeing the same thing across the board and who are they going to trust? The manufacturer. So Copyscape allows you to get a general understanding of are there any duplicates out there? Am I one of the culprits or are people stealing from me? And what can I do about it to, to move forward, whether that's changing the content that you have or trying to reach out to webmasters to ask them to stop being so shady about it. Sure, sure. So I like to use that one when I'm first looking at a website just to get a general idea of how much SEO work have they done? Mm, yeah. Because a lot of times we have people saying, you know, I, I optimized my website. It's like, well, did you actually get down to the the specific product page level or Whatever it might be, and provide unique information there. If not, this tool is going to show it to me. So <laughs>
0: it's going to call you out.
1: It, absolutely. So,
0: and look, there are so many tools that we could talk about because we use more than just these. Sure. Um, but that would be, you know, a three hour discussion. <laughs> you know, there, there's things like Bright Edge, there's Moz, there's Bright Local, there's
1: SEM Rush,
0: SEM Rush, I mean,
1: Majestic. Yep.
0: Yeah. And great tools all, Um, but those are the ones that that we really like and that we think other merchants would get a lot of use out of.
1: And it gives a good representation of the analytical side of things, the structural side, the competitive side, and then the straight-up content of your website. So I feel like it it represents the different arms of search engine optimization appropriately to to use this combination of, of tools.
0: I completely agree. Yeah.
1: Well, that was... (laughs) <laughs> that was easy. No no debate, no argument from you. So well, we'll keep it short and sweet then. The TLDL, the too long didn't listen for today. Use Ahrefs if you want to look at backlink analysis and to see generally uh, what sort of keywords are associated with popular landing pages on your site or your competitor sites.
0: And then Screaming Frog, on the other hand, is good for segmenting and looking at all of your data at once.
1: SpyFu is really good for competitor research. Uh, you can, again, get some general keyword ranking data, uh, but it allows you to see a more realistic view of who your competitors are and, and to what degree.
0: And as I learned today, <laughs> SiteLiner and Copyscape are good for reviewing both internally and externally if you have any duplicate content going on anywhere.
1: Absolutely. And then, of course, take all of this with a grain of salt. These are not data sources that are pulled directly from your website which should be tied to google analytics and google search console so always defer to the exact data that you have but these are really good ways to get some general guidelines to what you should be focusing on
0: yeah don't rely too much on just one
1: tool absolutely get a whole a, of data. a whole mess of
0: tools.
1: A whole mess of them. <laughs> all right, I've been Jacob.
0: I'm still Adrian.
1: We'll be back soon with another episode. Thank you all uh, for listening.